Hey, this is Jason Cass um, and Joey Jingola, and uh, this is going to be our first ever. Apologize for being a little bit late. Had a little technical difficulties, and if you know anything, it's it's uh, it wasn't Joey who had the technical difficulty. It was me, and I apologize greatly for that. Joey's kind of a uh, Google Hangout rock star. I'm what they call the novice. So um, I want to just introduce uh, myself. I'm Jason Cass. Um, I am the founder and owner of Grow. Um, of Grow Program. You can find us at growprogram.com. Uh, one of the things that uh, I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce Joey here in a minute, but I just want to let you know that uh, Grow is a community where we try to help agents. We have a podcast, we have a mastermind, we have a, a what we call Chamber of Commerce, we have a school where we teach digital insurance marketing, and Joey and I have been talking uh, for a little bit of time about doing something equivalent to what we call the Grow Show. And so over many phone calls, Joey and I have put together this platform here. It's going to be very rough at the beginning because just like with anything, you do it with your best intentions. But at the what the actual consumer, which is the agent here and the person we're trying to help and answer questions, you're going to kind of dictate what we're going to give in the future and what we're not. So anyways, um, without further ado, Joey, if you'd like to say hi. Uh, first off, I... Starting to show off right, you got my name right, so I have to congratulate you first on pronouncing my last name properly. So we're off to a good start. Um, as you, as Jason said, I'm just uh, I'm the lucky schmuck that he has to do this thing. So uh, we'll see what we can do to uh, actually uh, provide some good conversation about what uh, agents should be doing and uh, not doing, and we're going to really draw from the insurance inbound marketing community. Uh, for the inspiration for this show, uh, kind of highlighting a, a post or two from that community. If you're an agent and you're not, you know, part of that community yet, you should probably head on over there uh, and ask to join. Uh, that's where we kind of, that's kind of our little own little brainstorming uh, area that takes place. So we're gonna pull a post a week, probably, uh, you know, post for every show and, and kind of talk about it, like kind of overview, and then kind of actually give you ways to execute on that. That's about it. That is right, and just as Joey said. Um, we're trying to integrate the insurance inbound marketing into this basically through some of the content and stuff goes on. If if you're watching this and you're not familiar, and Google Plus is a community called the Insurance Inbound Marketing. Uh, Joey and I are moderators of it. That community is owned by by all of us agents, but Ryan is uh, is our head guy there that kind of leads the charge and author and authorizes people because not anybody can become a part of the community. But Grow is also part of the community as well, and we don't believe in having um, um, competitors at Grow Program. So we believe in supporting other communities because we're just all about trying to help agents. So we're going to do everything we can, and that's why Joey and I thought this is a, 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 a really good way for us to be able to, um, to, to kind of correlate the two and kind of bring both of those together. So um, as you know, Joey is a Google Plus expert. So, and well, he's a, and I would say more of a Google Hangout, if I want to say expert. He knows Google Plus a lot, but I think he'd be confident enough to say that. So as we go through this, Joey's going to be telling me different things that I need to do to um, perfect my performance <laughs> and being able to help you. So just please forgive us for that. So anyways, let's go, let's get right into this, because I think this is going to be eventful. We're going to kind of go through it step by step. One of the things we're going to ask is that if you are watching this live or if you're watching it at a later time, just be sure to just give us a little, you know, a little feedback. It's really going to help us understand what you want more out of this and what you want less. Um, because what we, our platform is right now is, as we said, we're going to take a um, a conversation that got a lot of uh, um, a lot of engagement. I guess we could say a lot of questions, a lot of comments. 
um, and a lot of feedback, and we're going to discuss that today. Um, that exact post is, I am having a trouble coming up with it just for a minute, but it was written by Ryan Handley, and it is called... You know, why Google Plus is killing the journalist and, and why no one cares, I believe is the official headline. That is uh, exactly right. Um, and this was, and we're probably going to try and not feature Ryan as much as everybody knows who he is, but he, he left us with too much meat on the bone here for us not to talk about this thing. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree. I absolutely um, agree. And I think that this is really a problem that agents struggle with in general, um, whether it's online or not. It's just figuring out you know, what to focus on and, and the idea of taking this expertise online and, and where to focus their efforts and um, you know, we all, we always want to be everything to everyone and sell any anything that breathes a policy, uh, and then every other policy that we can sell them. I would say that that's a a decent thought that has crossed a majority of insurance agents' minds. Um, and kind of hammering this down, I think, is what we kind of want to do: is kind of outlaying, you know, kind of talking about it more and, and giving some more pointers on it. Absolutely, and 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 I think that's important because I think that. Uh, you know, that, that that theory of, hey, if it fogs a mirror, I was told that a lot when I was younger, if it fogs a mirror, you're trying to write it, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, and you know, it's hard, Joey, when you're a new producer out there, and when I say new, I'm talking six months, a year, two, three years, because you do, you just, you have bills to pay, and you want to write everything you can, but it really comes down to the fact now that you can't do that anymore, and so is that Joey saying that? Is that Jason saying that? Is that Ryan saying that? No, it's Google saying that. And considering more than 80% of the searches done online go through Google, sometimes you hear 78%, sometimes you hear 88%. We'll set, settle at a conservative number of 80%. I believe in the 80-20 rule. It just can't be done anymore. 80%. You've got 10 people trying to look for insurance. Eight of them are going to go to Google. Google, as Ryan explains in his, um, in his, in his uh, piece, has many reasons for... Um, them wanting to make sure that you're a niche and it has to do with the fact that they have to deliver the best possible product um, to the insured or to not the insured I'm so used to saying that to the person who's searching if you look and as soon as I find this article and I greatly apologize I just had it up here he just published it not too long ago um, if you look inside specifically one of the articles that he talks about um, in this article, he talks about what, what are the top thing, 10 things that Google um, d does and what their main importance is for the reason why they run their company and their goals and objectives. And the number two one is the one that I definitely want to bring up to you because it's the one that has most relevance um, to what we're talking about. And they basically lay it out and tell you that they're going after, pe after people that are specialists. And I tell you what, Joey, I'm getting so frustrated trying to find this darn article. I'm about, ready to, to you there, my I'm about, I'm about ready to scream. Um, so I, I think that that's, that that's very, very, very um, important. And Joey, you want to elaborate on that while I get that open? Yeah, which, which part did you want me to elaborate on? I want us to elaborate on the part that this is not part of, I mean, you can't be a generalist anymore. The generalist is being killed by Google, and it says, and as Ryan says, no one cares. I mean, he's being nice when he says that, but it, it has to do with the fact that there's people watching this right now who are sitting here saying, ah, I don't believe that, or ah, you know, and, and, and Google is telling us that that is the way that it goes. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think um, one of the uh, one of the quotes that has stuck with me the most from Ryan's podcast, Content Warfare, uh, was from a fellow um, insurance agent, Matt Brown, who said, um, "There's nothing wrong with being an inch wide and a mile deep." And what that means is, is that there's no reason that you cannot, you know, at that, you know, at the top of that mile, you know, at, at the surface, you know, just present that one thing or two things or whatever it is that you think you're going to get traction on and be able to bring people through the door on. And then once you get them in the door, then there's nothing that says that you can't from there say, listen, take them through your maze of generality, if you will, you know, say, listen, we do all these other things. Um, but I think that the biggest thing is that, and with the way that at least I see it, you know, it's very hard to stay up to date with multiple lines, multiple types, I mean, and really be good at it. I mean, yeah, you can get by, you can fake it, but I mean, you know, ultimately you're going to do your clients a disservice if you're trying to write too many different things that you don't really know all that well. Um, so very I guess true. I would say, you know, if you're going to do the, you know, inch wide, mile deep approach, I would just make sure that you have bodies in place or people in place that can help you along the way. Um, you know, kind of work their way through that, down that 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 uh, that canyon, if you will. And and you're exactly right, and it's totally right in what you're saying there. And and you know, and there's there's many studies that prove. And I ask you to go out there and look for the McKinsey Report um, Insurance. Put that into Google, and you're going to get one of the most fascinating um, documents that's been put out in the industry, in my opinion, in a long time. And it gives three tenets as to what you have to be in, in, in the future to, success, for, to survive. And when I talk about future, I talk about tomorrow. I talk about the next year, two years, three years. Um, interesting stuff. I, I was talking with one of my, uh, with my mastermind, Joey, the other day. Um, yesterday, actually. And I asked them, I said, when we tell you what the future is, when you need to be niche, when you need to be a social and digital business, um, and I, we say the future... Between 2014 and tw and what is your guys' highest side of you by year that you believe you will have to be what we're saying you have to be or you just won't write any more business and it's just a downfall for you? And Because seriously, today, agents are still growing at 5, 10, 15%. And whether that's good or not compared to your results, that is one of the things we see as far as agents saying, well, why do I need to do this? Why do I need to be niche um, when what I'm doing still works? Well, this is the question I have to ask you, and I want you to be honest with yourself, everybody listening out there. Are the things you're doing today that you were doing, and are you in the last 5 to 10 to 15 years getting the same results for the things you were 15 years ago that you're doing today? Are you getting those same results? You would lie to yourself, and you would lie to this video if you said yes. And the reason is, is because if you're already niche, you're doing the same things you were doing 10 or 15 years ago, and they're actually yielding better results today. But if you're that generalist, you're not. And the reason being is because is because Google's um, uh, killed the, uh, the generalist. And you know, there's two things I want to jump in there on. Um, you know, we're doing there's there's I think there's two layers to this thing. There's the whole generalist of the actual types of insurance you're going to sell. So like, you know, is it health? Is it auto? Is it home? Is it commercial lines? Whatever. Um, and then there's the, are you going to focus on a specific industry within those lines too? You know, like, so it's like, there's two rungs that you have to think and how, you know, how, how far are you going to go down? Is there a third? And I think the most important thing to remember is this is kind of where it starts. So like when you're going online, you, you can know all you need to know about any social channel or blogging or doing hangouts. It really doesn't matter if you don't 
know who you're going after, if you don't have that that kind of that starting line in place, and this is what this is. Um, and I think that's the I think that's something that gets overlooked the most uh, throughout this whole thing is 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 understanding that starting line. I can't remember what my second point is. Go ahead and talk, and I'll maybe think of it. No, you will, you will, and, I, and believe me, I have that problem as well. Even though I'm as digital as can be, I still have this like traveler's notebook. Oh, I, right I got it, I got it. No, I got it. This is this is the point I make all the time, and this drives me nuts because um, I think we have to ask ourselves why is it even being questioned? Is this a way of doing business? Fifteen, twenty years ago, you did not say, "Ah, boy, this whole yellow page thing—that's that's for the birds. I don't need to do that. That's nonsense." You never questioned putting an ad in the yellow pages. It was, hey, I write the check, and here's my awesome logo and slogan and stuff that people are going to see. And nobody questioned it. It's just the, you never questioned putting an ad on the radio. You just did it. That's what was done. Now, all of a sudden, we've allowed it to happen to where people question the way business is conducted today, and I don't understand how that happened. So that's the, that's the argument that I make. It's just, why would you question the way the business is done today? Yeah, and, and the only thing I can say is your answer's got to be that those commercials and those advertisings are not working the same way. I actually even think, Joey, it goes back further than this. I have this thought all the time. Ryan and I talked about this on the podcast the other day that will be coming out tomorrow, is that he, you know, we were talking about how some of the, the, the veteran agents out there who have been in the business 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, even 40 years, they actually are better at this stuff than the younger person who's new. Yeah. And one of the reasons being is is their old things that they used to do still do work. It's that you have to use new tools. So you're talking about the newspaper. You're talking about the radio. Those are old tools. The new tools are what we're talking about. But it even goes deeper than that. We all know that the agent who was really getting it in the 80s and 90s was the agent that you'd open up the newspaper and you'd have an article in the paper about insurance or something that was good and the editor would allow them to throw it in once every 90 days or something sometimes they may have paid the newspaper a little bit and said hey print this article you know those were the guys that were killing it. those were the men and women that were just out there just straight balling insurance because they were seen as that expert when no one else was doing that but doing ads I think that those people are still doing nothing but doing ads but now I can be that person who gave that article in the paper, but I now decide who it goes to. I now can target that, and I now can simply, by doing it, by creating a new post, I can now create my own thing and send it out to a targeted audience that's even larger than my local paper. So sitting back thinking to yourself, wow, I was one of those agents. Yeah, I used to do some of those articles. Well, then just do them today using the new tools, and you'll be just as successful. They don't pay attention to those ads and advertising because it doesn't do anything but push your agenda to them. What we do is we need to write good content that pulls them into us. No push, the pull. When you come up with that, which is things agents have been doing for years. It's just new platforms and new tools. So, Joe, if you have anything to elaborate on that, I want to kick a little bit more into what, this, what Ryan's article says here because I think it's really going to pin yep. down what we're discussing. He talks in here about Google doesn't believe in the generalist, and you don't have to take Ryan's advice for it. Let's take exactly what Google says. The Google's mission is, is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. If you are talking about something general, very, very, very um, rarely is that going to be something useful. It may be from a 30,000-foot view. But if I need to know how to fix my back, I don't need someone to say, oh, well, don't do strenuous stuff. 
Duh. Okay. That, that's a generalist. I need someone to say, here's how you fix your back, and I'm going to lead into that. But then if we drill down uh, further into Google's company philosophy, 10 things we know to be true. That's what Google says on their website. 10 things we know to be true. Number two is it's best to do one thing really, really well. They're telling you right there that they believe in niches and specialization. That's it right there. We want you to do one thing really, really well. Now, key there is if you don't have to pick one line of business. It's what Joey was saying a minute ago. We pick one line of business and we run the gauntlet. We call everybody we know in the state of Illinois, Missouri. If you want to spread states, it's fine. But then after you have used that and you're still publishing content, you don't leave that ever, but maybe you go start plumbers. And now you're going to do that same process with plumbers. And then when you may choose another niche a year or two later, you're still pumping content for these other two you were doing. So the people who weren't ready to do business with you are still now coming in a year or two. But you're just adding to the tributaries. My father-in-law who sold insurance always told me, this is your pond. And the only way you're going to keep that pond full is these are all of your tributaries going into that pond. You can't have one tributary or your pond is not going to be as big. He used to tell me that right at the very beginning. So we look at it that way. These are each of our niches filling up the pond of our of our agency. Okay, I think that that was really, really important, what, what he said. And we need to take that into... Gosh, I can't get that thing to quit making that sound. Uh, we really need to take that into consideration of what we're saying because here's Ryan's exact words. It goes back to general search terms. People keep searching general search terms. You have people calling your agency right now, Mr. Business Owner, right now, who is telling you, hey, if you do business with us, we'll get you number one on Google for auto, home, life insurance, business insurance. And Joey, is that a good thing? For someone to call you and say to you, I'll get you number one to be an auto or home insurance. Is that something that you would go for? To be number one, like just general, like auto insurance, period? Just auto insurance or home insurance or you're, whatever. You're, 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 um, you're, you're, you're jumping the gun on me a little bit. I was I was waiting for this for the uh, like the tactical part, but no, absolutely not. That's the worst thing that can happen. Okay, okay. Then keep it for the tactical part. You're right. And we are going to try. We should explain that, Joey. One of the goals that we're going to try and do early on at the Grow Show is try and give you theory and reasons why, and then we're going to give you practical. And that's something we always do at Grow. We're here to help agents. Helping doesn't tell. Helping is showing, and we believe that. That's why we call it the Grow Show. <laughs> Anyways, one of the things that Ryan talks about, and he says this, is general search terms yelled shit in terms of actual sales. Now, I'm saying that S-H-I-T word, but that's what he wants you to tweet when you read, your, um, read, when you read his post. Here's even one of the more important things that I found important that, that Ryan talked about. And consumers hate generalists most of the time. And, and, and that's really, really important because let me give you an example he does. He says here, my sister-in-law gets back pain often. She was, she was sick and was constantly visiting doctors and chiropractors without a resolution. She took to Google in search of a solution. So important. So important. Listen to this. Fix your own back helps fix their own backs, okay? Fix your own back helps people fix their own back. It's not fix your own back, legs, shoulders, and elbows. And I jumped a little bit ahead there. She found this place called fixyourownback.com. And after months of following the course and work, she experienced actual relief in her back after the doctors couldn't. 
There, when she went to fix your own back, it didn't say fix your own back, legs, shoulders, and elbows. Even though all those have to do with body parts, all those have to do with the joints of all of our body parts, it doesn't matter. That would be a generalist to say, I can fix any of your joints. This one is fixyourback.com. And I guarantee you, I haven't looked, but you could probably find fixyourelbowjoints.com or something like that of people who are specializing. That tells Google exactly what you do. And I won't get too deep into it, but also affects, affects ad revenue. And, and, and when you start to affect at Google's ad revenue because they can't show your content as efficiently and as profitably as they need to, then they're kind of not going to like you as much. And we need Google to like us. So I'm going to kind of break here. I know Joey's got a lot of good stuff to say. I'd love to see what your thoughts are in adding to that or taking it in a different direction, Joey. I mean, the, the whole idea, and, and this is where, if you're just starting out in this whole thing, it, it, you, you don't want to get too deep in this. You know, it's, it, that's the worst thing that could happen. You, know, you don't want to start, you know, you know, investigating the the inner workings of Google like to the nth degree. Like you'll just go crazy, and it won't be. You'll hate yourself, and I don't want you to hate yourself. I'm sure Jason doesn't want you to hate yourself. I'm sure everybody else in your life doesn't want you to hate yourself either. But I, mean, I don't know. Maybe Jason wants to hate yourself. I don't know what kind of guy he is. I mean, I, he seems like an okay guy. But um, I think I think the thing is is I mean, take as much away from this as you possibly can that you think is going to be useful to start, depending on what level you're at. Because um, you know, Jason and I have been doing this for a couple years now, so it's easier for us to digest this in a way that we can kind of you know take action on. Now, depending upon where you're at, I mean. Just know, I think you know, kind of what we've been talking about. At the core of this is, it's who do you want to do? You know, I think I think what Ryan said in the article was, you know, focus on your most profitable business and the people that you want to do the business with the most. You know, who do you like working with? And I think that solves this entire problem, whether it's true or not true. You know, how I mean, how Google is going to treat you or, or the ultimate results. I mean, that's just good business, internet or not. You know, it's just having that ideal person in mind that you want to talk about. Uh, and do business with over and over again. I wrote an article for Grow about it. You know, how are you attracting the right customers um, you know, to your agency? And it's just, um, it, it's, it's it's something that for whatever reason it's been. I've been talking about it a lot the last couple months. It seems like, and it's just that's something I've kind of gotten like not, I don't want to say angry with, but I'm kind of passionate about. It. It's like, listen, if you're not if you're not doing step one, then steps seven through ten are not going to work for you. And uh, that's kind of, I think it's, uh, I don't think we planned it this way, but I think it's a very good fitting start to the show. I agree. going to start at this point. I agree. And Joey, they're getting those calls. Um, and, you know, and when we talk about that tactical, I want to important, because it's important that we help agents understand what kind of business they need. Because me, you, whatever, I can drive any type of business I want, but is it the business that I need um, for my agency to be successful and be that niche? I think that that is very, very, and, and to give some credibility um, I am a niche agent. I write railroad contractors. I write social services. But here, listen to this one. Last one. I write specialty auto. So notice how I take specialty auto, but that includes ambulance drivers. That includes limo drivers. That includes funeral uh, cars. Any type of livery service. Um, and so I've even had a company that's contacted me in the last couple of months. I just don't have time to market it right now. Um, they're going to write race cars and special derby cars, which is something that's very, very hard to find. But they are a standard market that wants to get into it because they believe it can be profitable. They came to me to help develop that program. Now, I, I think they've moved on with another agent. But, I mean, and also when you think about some of the things, like the, 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 the thought process is endless. 
Um, once again, not to tout the show, but I think it was um, the the podcast Agents Influence. You can find it on GrowProgram.com. In uh, I believe it was September or October of last year, I did a podcast the whole month called About the Niche. And one of the cool guys that I found was Greg Batty out of Rockford, Illinois. And his whole book, I mean, I want to say 70 80%, and it's growing every month, is um, MMA fighting, boxing events. Um, one of the things he's moving into now is those mud events that they have, Joey. You know what I'm talking about? Those, yeah, those events uh, where everybody wants. Yeah, those things. He, he's now getting into where he, he does. You, yeah, sound I, like, you sound like an old dad when you say that. I, I don't know what they are. I see them on Facebook all the time, but I'm too busy. Like Grandpa, oh, those kids running around in the mud, what are they doing? Uh, and and I guess so. See, I mean, just because you can be a grandpa and still do this stuff, because I'm a grandpa, according to Joey. But I think that uh, I think it's important. So to lend some credibility, I do do niches, and that's basically what I like operate. I'd say I always tell people sixty to seventy percent of my business is those one of those three categories. The other is just trying to find general sense. But um, that's something that I'm going away from as well. But you're always going to get the general. You know where you're going to get the generals is from being involved in your community and the guy at the body shop comes up to you and says, hey, I need you to help me with my insurance and the next day it's this plumber and that kind of stuff. That stuff happens and we're not saying don't write that. We're saying should you be creating content to go after that? Is that who Google wants to show you? Is that the information you're giving Google so they see you as an authority in that space so then they can show your stuff? Because keep in mind, Google wants to show the best results. If they don't show, if people ask questions and they don't get the best results, and that happens numerous times, they're going to leave and go to Yahoo or Bing. I mean, it's just the way that it is. And so Google, in order to keep domination, needs niches because they believe in doing one thing really, really well. Are you uh, you ready to roll up your sleeves and uh, dive into this thing? I am. I am. I am. Let's get tactical. Um, and. Um, so, do you want to start out, or I want to start out, because i got a list of things here that I could discuss. Why don't you take over and do some stuff, Joey? <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, so, you, you kind of give it a little uh, sneak preview into the whole general search thing, and this is like, I mean, I, I guess to even think that people think this is a good thing still kind of blows my mind, but like ranking for like auto insurance, while if you're doing it, it's, I guess, awesome, but if you don't have the ability to do anything with it, it's not going to, you're not going to make, you're not going to run any business. It is the absolute worst thing, and I'll, I'll give you very two two very specific examples of how this I've I've ranked for very general phrases and how I've made zero money because of it. Right now, in front of your computer, go ahead and Google how to get approved for health insurance. Just go ahead, Google it. Let me know what happens, but you will probably find my article number one or number two for how to get approved for health insurance in the entire country. So it's like a very general term, but I've made zero dollars from that article. Big dog over there. You see why I got this guy on here? My partner. But I, I can't even tell you how it happened. But um, the other term I did, like I ranked for like Obamacare open enrollment for like eight months, like number one uh, for another article because um, I do primarily individual health insurance and individual and family health insurance. And um, you know, two of the most popular read articles on our site today, but have generated, from what I can tell, absolutely zero dollars in commissions. Um, the trick is is that you want to focus on whether it's an industry, whether it's a niche, whatever. You want to ha identify that focus. Now, for me, I want somebody that has a family that lives in Ohio that is, doesn't have a job that is looking for their own health insurance. Um, and I want to create content for them around the types of things that are going to help me find them. And when you do that, 
Um, it, it, actually, in one of the, the biggest areas that I've found success, and you can tell me if you've had similar results, but you know, like what Ryan said in the article is, is you know, if you're ranking for those terms, that's at the very start of the process, and and the chances of, I mean, you have to be really good at what you do to keep them from that that starting point all the way through to the end of the buying cycle. Um, you want to catch them a little bit closer to the end, and what people aren't realizing is that, and what I'm even figuring out just really within the last 12 months is that, you know, once they figure out what they're looking for, whether it's health insurance, whatever type of coverage, then they're then they're figuring out the companies that they're going to be buying it from. So there's a huge opportunity to discuss the pros and cons, the strengths and weaknesses of companies because nobody is talking about spe company specific. That usually will define your target area and your target. You know, it will define everything if you're talking about the companies that you want to ultimately write with. So you know, for for example, there are two companies here in Ohio where I'm at. You know, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Medical Mutual. Um, if you search Anthem versus Medical Mutual, you come up number one or number two. So people that are comparing these two companies after they've learned about them, they're going to find us. Ah, um, I like that. I like and that. People, and, we're, and we're even outranking these insurance companies for their own stuff. So like I've gone ahead and created content like specifically titling each post uh, to the name of each plans that they have. So people find the actual names of the plans that they're researching, and then they will search for that. And then they find you know my 15-minute walkthrough of the plan, and they actually call us up thinking we're Medical Mutual instead of actually just an insurance agent. <laughs> So that, that, I think, is where the real opportunity is, is that it's that it's it's catching the stuff that people aren't competing for. No one is competing for Medical Mutual and Anthem as keywords. You know, Nobody's buying ads for that. People are buying health insurance like crazy, but who cares? Uh, you want, you know, people are being educated enough to get to the company level and to even the plan level that they're looking for. And if you can provide that information, that is how you kind of break it down and really uh, get focused. So back to my example, uh, the single most profitable piece of content that I ever produced for our agency was titled Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield Kicks Cleveland Clinic Out of Network. They kicked the Cleveland Clinic, a major hospital facility, out of their network for health insurance. I wrote about it, and everybody reads that, and it ranks highly all over the place. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So, and that's so to help the agents, that's a lot of organic. So he's writing things now. Are you pushing that post through other means than organic? Uh, your social channels. Are you pushing that by AdWords or Facebook ads? No, absolutely no ads whatsoever. Okay, no ads. So, so he's getting it organic, as opposed to me. I am organic, yes. I'm more on a personal line side, but I am more um, non-organic, I guess you could say, for simple reasons. Meaning that I create content, but then I pay for it to be directly seen in front of railroad contractors, executive directors of social services, specialty autos, ambulance services. I, I create content to then drive them to landing pages to where they put their information and then send them to me. I have about six, seven. Um, I just had another one made, landing page. Um, so my theory is if I can get one or two off of those a month, I'm, I'm successful, and that's what we do. Um, some of them don't give us any, some of them do, but it's free for it to sit out there and it's free for me to write the content. I just have to pay usually um, to, to drive them traffic. And, and Anybody wants to see, uh, I'll send you, um, I, I need to actually post it in the insurance inbound marketing or, um, community. I, I have my stats and I'll show my stats at any time from Facebook and I'll show you right now that I've spent about $4,500 and I've been doing it for 50, time flies, 55 months. I know it exactly because, guys, I have to explain and show this all the time to agents as proof because 
You know, one thing I thought was important, Joey, is why tactical is so important. And I'm going to tie in something that's really kind of made me think because Joey and I we're constantly thinking how real-world events affect and, and can be correlated to what we're talking about. I thought something was great, Joey, about people knowing something and then people seeing something and taking action. Let's talk about Ray Rice. <laughs> because, okay. because they hear yeah. that he may have done domestic abuse. They give him a two-day uh, game suspension. They give him a standing ovation when he comes back to the Baltimore uh, Ravens game, his very first one. I mean, it's a huge ordeal. They knew what happened. He said that while he was in there, he struck her and knocked her out. He told them this. But yet when the video came out yesterday morning, within a matter of an hour, he was released. Because it was important that they heard it. But it's important for the results. So if you want to see it, contact me at Jason at GrowProgram.com. And matter of fact, if I can remember, I'm going to actually post my results from today up inside of the community so you can see that that's really what we're doing. Um, today, I've driven about $160,000 in revenue um, from doing the exact same things that we're talking about here. That's not searching for auto insurance. That's not searching for business insurance. And when we talk a little bit about theory on that, one thing I left out, Joey, was to explain to these uh, to the agents out there that sit back for a minute, as l unless you're listening to this on the podcast and you're driving. Don't 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 close your eyes. But the rest of everybody, kind of close your eyes and picture what that agent or what that client, excuse me, looks like when the perfect client calls, emails you, walks in the door, whatever it may be in your agency. What does that client look like? I mean, a perfect ideal is it. And not the client you have, but the ideal client you want to grow and build your agency on. What is it? Auto home, good financial score, maybe some teen drivers, um, not a lot of accidents, not a lot of wrecks. People that really care about being protected, don't see insurance as a maintenance program, a process, but maybe as a catastrophic uh, policy. Those are them, right? Now let me ask you another question. Is that type of person the person that's going to go put in auto insurance? No, they're not going to. They're going to put in there, a business owner is going to say, why do I need to protect my data? You know, um, I'm worried about identity theft. Do I need rental car insurance when I go on vacation? Do I have earthquake? What is earthquake coverage? These different types of things, and that's what I write about today. Maybe it could be hurricanes or whatever in your area. But these are things that people search for. And I, and I want to hit on something because... Joey, you said something that I think was so profound. It was ridiculous, right there, about That's you talking. Right. It's it's just it's just how Joey rolls. Earning my keep. But, but Joey, you said something about the fact of, and I want you to repeat it if you can remember. You said uh, something about the fact that they begin at the beginning, but they they that you want them to find you at the end. And one second before you elaborate on that, if you look at the article that that Ryan wrote, it says general search terms. Very important here. Another big. Grow, show, major important moment. General search terms are where people begin their journey to purchase, not where they finish. Very, very important. They may search auto insurance. They may find you. They may not. But there's still, that's the beginning of it. At the end is where you really want to be. Joey, is it not similar to what you just said? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, yeah, I, I probably stole a little bit from Ryan subconsciously, so if he wants to hit me with some copyright infringement, I can you know, definitely uh, be okay with that. But As long as you build upon it, Joey, you're fine. 
Yeah. Um, no, but I, I want to before we kind of get into that, we actually have uh, we're gonna we're gonna really earn our keep here right now. Um, Joshua Lipstone has a couple questions that uh, really gonna put us to the test here. If you want to go ahead and tackle some of these, uh, want to get to those here, but. Uh, I got a couple here, and the first one he says is, uh, if someone wants to become an authority on a specific niche, where do you start learning about that niche? And he says he knows that's a very broad question. Oh, that's uh, a great question. But go ahead, I'll let you start because I have no idea. So. Okay, all right. Well, first of all, um, the way that I determined it, and I'm going to give you a 10-minute uh, story literally in 30 seconds. I know that's pars impossible for cash, but I was out there. Um, I was I ran into a guy who was a railroad contractor. I asked him if I could write his insurance second month in the business. I went and his wife let me quote it. I happened to find out that the current agent was lying and didn't have any policies written and he had nothing but copied policies and so I then busted him out by calling Hartford and I read off the policy number and that wasn't the named insured so I ended up getting it that way and then the owner went and told all of his railroad buddies about me. Now. Obviously, that's not going to happen to the average agent there, but the key was is I provided some type of value that led them to go tell everybody about me. When I got into social services, um, I happened to have a friend who was in charge of an executive director's business or um, social service, a very large one, and he allowed me to quote his insurance, and I got in there and learned everything about it and didn't get the insurance the first year. I did get it the second year, but in between... I had gotten so comfortable learning trying to write that account that I went out and I just started marketing to executive directors. Got a couple of them that allowed me to quote if I got the business. And then I found out that the executive directors actually had their own association. And so I got the executive directors to start talking about me. I've got three or four of them. And so I'd go up to them and say, hey, you know, I've been doing some prospecting and I see that this senior center down the road, you know who it is or in the next town. They all know each other. They're all part of the same thing for the state of Illinois and Missouri, and so I would go there. So associations are really big. Um, you need to start reading stuff. If you're going to go after um, social services, um, if you're going to go after railroad contractors, you need to be able to speak their language. So some of the stuff that I would do, and I still do to this day, is I will read information that has to do with railroad contractors. Go to LinkedIn. Be kind. Now keep in mind when I talk about railroad contractors, put your niche in there. Go to LinkedIn, find those groups for railroad contractors, for wineries, for banks, whatever it be. Get in there and start listening to their problems and their issues. Read blogs online of other agents across America who are marketing to them. Because the main key is, here's the key. No matter if you're a specialist or not, it's the first account you're going to write. If I walk up to any railroad contractor in America and I walk up to him and say, hey, do you have the uh, uh, a ball a ball a ball pin tamper? Excuse me, there's a couple different tampers, and or I say to them, hey, so how are you insuring that ball pin tamper? That person knows immediately that I know about railroads. Maybe railroad insurance, obviously, because I'm saying I'm an agent, but he knows immediately about that. All of a sudden, how long I've been in business is of no matter. How many other railroad accounts I have, that's of no matter. Can I provide them the coverages they need, which they have a couple little endorsements, and that's all he cares about. So I hope that's given you some incline into it to just say, hey, I've got some health spas written. You know what? Learn about those health spas. Go in and sit down with the owner and say, hey, what are some of the issues that you have, whether you have them insured or not? 
And that's how you find out that valuable information. I even have an, a, um, a producer that I'm trying to help right now that works for my agency, and I told him, I said, Who, what friends in your family own some type of business that you have very good rapport with that you can go sit down and say, hey, I want to dedicate myself in your industry. Would you help me know everything I can to help me explain to your to, about your business? Go there with three or four preloaded questions about how they're affected by insurance. Have they heard of some wild and crazy claims? Is there any certain things that they're always being asked for from other companies and vendors? And once you kind of get that lingo, then when you get on the phone or you go meet the person or you get in the groups, you can start spreading some knowledge and then start hitting them behind the scenes. I hope that answers your question, Josh, but that's the, the advice that I would give you and that I give my producer today. That was a 10-minute story in about five minutes. So 50%. No, 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 no. I told the story about the beginning, Joey, in, ten, in about 30 seconds. I told the whole thing in there. All right. Just got to keep you honest. No, all right, let's go to number two. Um, do you want to align with what your companies want to write so you can become an authority on it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one to start. Um, and uh, the thing that I've uh, figured out over the last couple of years sitting in meetings with company reps is that they will ultimately know less than you uh, of who they want to attract. And you will know have a better idea of who you want to do business with than they can ever hope. I sat in uh, an auto and home carrier in Ohio here. I, you know, I asked them, I said, who do you want? I said, what business is the best for you? They said, oh, well, I'm sure we got some numbers on that. I'll have to check, and I'll get back to you. That was six months ago. So um, I, I would not, personally, I would not care one bit what the company is telling you because they have no idea. Maybe maybe there's a really good company that we don't know about. Tell us, and then we'll gladly put our foot in our mouth on the next show for you. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my thought. No, it is your thought, and I will give you another uh, piece of advice there. When you align yourself with your customers, and what you're saying is exactly right about territory reps and about marketing reps, they'll always bring you in that hot sheet. Take that hot sheet, make a little paper airplane out of it, and throw it right back at them. That's what I always try to do, except my aim is really bad. I always miss them. And so what I'm saying is, is you need to take that hot sheet and throw it out the window. You want to know really what you need to do? You need to call your underwriter or even better yet, call the, the supervisor of the underwriter and say, hey, I'm trying to find some things that you write that not everybody else does. I don't care about your body shops. I don't care about your florist shops. Uh, is there any kind of manufacturing out there that you guys do that you've noticed other places? Are we writing convenience stores? Give them a list of things and, and they can help you. Don't talk to the underwriter because the underwriter is told, do everything by the book and this is it. Go to the actual um, the, the supervisor and, and then that's where you're going to get a lot more help. That, that's been something that I've done in the past. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up with this third question here. He's really, getting, uh, really stealing the show here. Uh, it says, uh, a separate issue that has been discussed before, but should you hire a producer that has experience in a certain niche so that they can become the authority for your agency on it? Do you want to take that one to start? I have a few thoughts. One of the best. One of the best things that you could possibly do. One of the best things that you can possibly do. I hear so many success stories of, hey, I was a teacher, and then I wanted to, you know, I was already working, so I got out of that. Now that's all I go after is instructors and facilitators. I, I personally think, awesome idea. They already have the contacts. They already have the know-how. You're just helping them apply insurance. And I think we all would agree this. You give me somebody who doesn't know a darn thing about insurance, but knows a lot about sales and being out there and got burnt, has burn in their belly or they know something about a specialty market, we can teach them insurance. Yeah, you only need a 70% to uh, get licensed, I think, so it's not that hard. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I think uh, as long as you know 
uh, you know, first of all, like, uh, let's 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 take that inch wide, mile deep reference again. As long as you know where you want to be an inch wide at at the top, let's assume you're at the top if you're hiring the people. Then it's you know how far down do you want to go and and you know do you have it you know do you have your kind of system in place of how you're going to move people from point A to point B and bring bring in the different business and are you going to kind of bring in business that kind of has the potential to um, you know kind of you know cross sell or whatever you know move into other lines with people so I would say you know make sure that you actually think have the volume and just don't go hiring somebody else to to be bringing in the business for, I don't know, you tell me, that sounds like a little bit of a dangerous slippery slope it's, if you're just, that's what you're hoping is going to do it. Right. No, you are right. No, 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 that's not the end result, but I will tell you it's one of the easiest ways to train agents because it makes them feel go comfortable, gives them the confidence right out the door to actually start making some money. So that, that is that is one of the benefits, and, and they know the logo, a Lego. As I said, if I learn a couple things about fabricators, which I don't even know anything about, I could go out there, read three or four blogs, walk into a couple of these fabrication shops and just say, hey, do you have this type of piece of equipment? Or, hey, have you realized that, that this is an issue in one of your job descriptions? All of a sudden, it's like, whoa, hey, this guy just isn't some insurance agent walking in here trying to write my insurance. He actually knows about this. And I know it works for a fact because we do it for Agents for Grow program, and it works really, really well. And there was one other thing I wanted to say. You've got to be patient here. I got lucky with railroad contractors because of the fact that I ran into an, a, a, an agent who wasn't truthful. And so they went and told everybody about me because I was able to help them. And I was 24 years old at the time and I didn't know anything. But I, I just got to say to you the most that I can say is, is learn their lingo and be patient. One of the things my first mentor told me when I was literally running my head up against the wall trying to figure this out, because he had taught me back in 2001 to be niche, and it was one of the greatest things that he's ever done, and, well, to help me. I mean, it may not be the greatest thing he's ever done. I mean, he's had kids and got married and stuff, but I'm just saying, for me, it was one of the greatest things that he's done for me. And one of the things he told me, and I want you to remember this because it's a great saying, it's blessed or the flexible for they don't get bit out of shape. And I really want you to keep that in mind. I've got a whole bunch of one-liners. And that is one of the one things that he said because it's so true in everything that you do in life. Be patient, keep putting in the work, and it'll come out. And I mean, my new producer's going, okay, well, how long is that? And it's like, Ryan, you've been doing it a month. You've been doing it a month and a half, you know? I'm here as an agency to support you. We have goals that we have to do. But besides that, keep on those niches. Keep trying to help them and, and keep trying to help yourself. I tell him every day, I need you to make 20 phone calls to your niche. I don't care where you get their information or how you're going to get it. Yes, yes, Jason Cass is telling them to do phone calls. Because then one of the things that, we're, that we do is I am then having him create content around the niche that he just called. And so when they deny him or they say, call me back or whatever, he gets their email address and he says, hey, I'd like to send you an article that I wrote about your business. And then send them the article. Bam. If they, if they sign up, you now know that a certain person, if you've got a certain, that's kind of getting a little too detailed, but there's a ways that we can now segment those email addresses to pin those niches to put them into our email system to send out our content so that we can pull them in and when they're ready, they can have the business. It sounds difficult, but when you take it step by step, realize that Joey's been doing it for three, four years, Cass has been doing it for three or four years. Just take some of the little things and figure out how it applies to you. Start there. Start watching The Grow Show, listening to the podcast, reaching out to Joey and me, and we'll do the best we can to help you. Uh, we got one more question here from Terry, uh, who we f failed to mention at the top of the show, who kind of sparked this whole thing in the community for us to actually use. Thanks, you, Terry. 
Um, but he asked, is the landing page that you talked about, uh, is it on different domains or pages within his primary insurance website domain? Okay, very good question. I mean, Terry, that is one of the best questions I'm telling you so far. I'm glad you asked that. At first, a lot of my railroad... Maybe that means all of our other question asters there, Jason. No, I know, but this is very valuable for everybody, including you, Josh, because Josh is so, he's so active and asks these questions. You can tell he's wrapping his head around this. Terry, I used to. A lot of my old railroad content is on my website or is in old blogs that I have behind the scenes that aren't out there, um, and I have the reason for those. They're specifically written for a certain client. Lately, in the last two months, I've started using GetResponse.com. Um, GetResponse.com is way easier to create a dynamic landing page. It has a landing page editor that I use. Now, there's a couple of those out there. But get, get response to me is fantastic. And yes, behind the scenes, it does integrate into your website, even though it's a separate landing page. So it will integrate the analytics, and it also kind of tells and tells Google that this is a page behind your website. Could you get the best Google juice by doing it on your own blog? Yes. I believe, though, you're still getting 80 to 90% of it. And what's important to me is the ease. I mean, you can sit down and in 30 minutes to an hour knock out an awesome landing page. comes with the email capture. It does all the stuff for you. So all you have to do is fill in the basics behind the scenes. They have about 500 templates already created for you. But if you want to create your own template, it's really, really easy to do. So to answer your question, I still do a lot of my posts for personal lines and personal lines awareness on my website directly, but I do a lot of my niche and specialty now more on um, get getresponse.com. Hope that answers it, Terry. But that's what I do. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, good stuff there. Uh, do you have anything else that we want to? We've we're we're getting into the dead horse territory of of beating this topic, so I don't know. No, no, we are, and we're not. I mean, we could go on and on about it. Um, I just once again, I'm just not doing this as a shot out because I make no money off of this. It's free. But if you go to Agents Influence podcast, and I can't remember what month it is, I apologize. You're going to have to go back to September, October, November, and and what I talk about is the month of the niche. And I bring on three or four agents, and I say to them, here it is. You can go to agentsinfluence.com. It'll take you to the same page. And I bring these people on and say, how did you start the niche? How did you find this? How did you talk to companies about this? Because it's something we didn't talk about. If you can start building eight to ten clients of a niche, you then can go to a company's and say, hey, I'd like to create a program. Because you're showing them that you're willing to do this and you have the marketing knowledge to do it. But you also have the premium to immediately start it. So I think that's so why I want to tell you the, the companies is a very, very important part of what you do. But I have everything I need. Um, Joey, you want to say your last thing before I close it out? I mean, yeah, it's just everything that we've kind of gone over. I think that just remember to start here. You know, this is like make sure that you get this point hammered down and that you know who you're going to be creating this content for. Obviously, starting wherever you start is fine. I'm not going to tell you not to start, whatever you do, but I mean, you know, take some serious time to think about who you're creating the content for, why they would be reading it, and how you're ultimately going to help them make that final decision. Now, now, and I'm going to close with this, and you are exactly right about that, Joey. Just start somewhere. If you're going to do this landing page thing, Terry, Josh, everybody else listening, just start with one landing page. Keep doing what you're doing over here. When we talk about Insurance Agent 20, 
2020, which, by the way, is a book I'm releasing later in the fall. Um, whenever you, we talk about insurance agent 2020, it doesn't mean you have to wake up tomorrow and be insurance agent 2020. Keep, keep in mind it's called 2020 for the year 2020. The thing that me and Joey are trying to get you to do is start something today. Start doing something that's very easy to do. Um, and and, and that will really work for you. And I wanted to think I was going to close it out with uh, something that had to do with niches. You have another little profound statement from your book that you got over there? Yeah, it is. It was something to do, something like that, and I can't remember. And I apologize for that. Um, that's just, if you know me, that's the way my brain works. Joe, if people are going to reach out to you, how can they get a hold of you and ask you questions? Uh, I mean, Google Plus is always good. Uh, uh, Twitter, Joey Jingola, or email me, joey at jingolainsurance.com. And if you guys want to know, because it was confusing and Joey explained it to me, it is gin like the drink, goal... <laughs> like the score go up. It's very easy now. You can say it, Jingola. So um, I appreciate Joey coming on here, and Joey's going to be my partner every week. We're going to do this two times a month. Um, normally, we're going to be doing it on Wednesday because I'm in CIC tomorrow. I had to move it back to today because Joey and I wanted to start it in the second week of October, or in September, excuse me. And so actually, yeah, the, in the second week. And so we're kind of rolling into this. We appreciate you being a part of it. Um, we ask for your con comments. We're also going to be putting this into our blog on Grow Program. We ask that you share it. Um, be sure if you want to put in your emails into Grow Program, and that way you're going to get all of our content. You'll you'll get our stuff that has to do with the Agents Influence podcast. That's completely free. You'll get our stuff that has to do with the Grow blog, which uh, which uh, Joey is one of our contributing writers. We have 12 contributing writers, and we just don't take on anybody. It's a very tough selective pro process. Because when we explain this, explain to you how to do this, we want you to know how to do this. We, we don't want some agent who found some geeky way to do something because there's not a simple one-way process, but there is a one-way direction of how you need to do this. Now, the way that you're going to get there, we're flying from St. Louis to Las Vegas. That's where we're going. If you want to go from St. Louis to Dallas, Texas to Las Vegas, that's completely fine. You're still getting to the same place. You're just taking a different route. And that's what we're about. And we're just about you taking a couple things and starting that journey. Because it's really going to transform your agency. I say this all the time in my presentations. I know that my social media existence and my social and digital presence started on April 12th of 2010. And how I know that? It's the day that changed my agency. And I mean that with all my heart. And you'll see it. Just follow us along. Listen to the simple things we do. Implement them one at a time. Of the things that you're comfortable with and you'll have some success. So this closes out our first uh, grow show. We hope that you had uh, that you found some value in it. Please be sure to share it if you see it out there. Let's increase this because just off the questions you heard from Joe or from Terry and and, uh, and and Josh, those were probably questions a lot of you had. The more people we can get watching this, the more questions we can get and we're going to use this as a platform just like we do Agents Influence, elevate your voice and get your questions answered. I appreciate your time. Joe, if you don't have anything else to say, we're going to close it out. Take it easy. Fantastic.